Hey everyone, welcome back to the Inside Out Podcast. This is episode 26. I may or may not have gotten a little confused with the episode numbers. I don't know, uh, but I know for sure that this week is episode 26. It's been half a year. I was just going to say, together. if that's 26, that is pretty much a monumental deal. That is a half of a year, a half of a year of podcasting. It's established. It's a thing now. It is. It feels, that feels like a long time, but in 2020, it feels like it's been three years, all 67 months of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And to our vast listening audience, we would simply say thank you for tuning in week after week and listening to us do our very best to ramble on. We are in the, the thick of the Christmas season. Do you have any plans whatsoever this year? Check this out. Is there anything? I yeah, mean, oh, yes. I'm not going to tell you my plans. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you my plans. They're covert plans. Okay. But I wrapped Christmas presents last night. So since COVID, okay. since the lockdown originally, Jesse and I have called Wednesday nights date night. Yeah. Sophie's at youth with our youth CSM, uh, mm-hmm. City Point Student Ministries. So that's like our date night. And we decided we would turn our backs to each other in our home with music playing and the fireplace lit and we would wrap presents, but we just wouldn't peek. And we did that last night and it was, wow. pretty, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Wow. I mean, as fun as wrapping presents can be, but hanging out with my wife is fun. So you're wrapping cool. each other's gifts. Yeah. And you're just using the honor system. We were um, just using the honor system. Yeah. And I didn't look. But of course, I already know what I'm getting as far as at least kind of that one big present because it was <laughs> sitting on my front porch, which was so awesome. We got to talk about that last week. I still think yeah. of that from, from time to time. Uh, here's my here's my question to you because that's super creative. We we have, so right now, it's like three in a row. It's, it's a six, five, and a four-year-old yeah. in our house. And my parents took them the other night. For 24 hours. So they picked them up at 1130 on a Friday. And we got them at 1130 on a Saturday. Now, usually, under normal circumstances, we would, I mean, we'd go out to dinner and we'd do something else fun. And then, you know, like a couple places to go. Mm -hmm. Trying to, like, fit in a bunch of stuff in one single night. But my parents took the kids and we were just sitting at our house going, what do we do? Because things are closed down. You can't really go anywhere. And so you have this super creative idea of, of, you know, it's date night, Wednesday's date night, but you're shut in. So you're creatively wrapping mm-hmm. presents. Yeah. That's... We had kombucha and which is no big surprise. Yep. Had leftovers. There was leftover spaghetti. So okay. you don't want that to go to waste. So you have leftovers. This is glamorous. This is a glamorous home yeah. date night. Leftovers, yep. kombucha, wrapping each other's presents. Maybe that ought to be an entire episode of itself as you give everybody else uh, date night ideas hmm. when well, stuck at home. And so I don't know if leftovers would be high on everybody else's yeah. list. But I, but I can't. Food's a big thing. You can't waste food. That's a big thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a cardinal sin at my house. Exactly. Do not waste food. Well, your your plans are covert. You can keep those to yourself, but I, I yeah. like that. I like that. The wrapping of the gifts. Well, last week, we asked our faithful listeners to submit questions, any type of question, really, for us, namely, Brent, for you to answer on this podcast. And so we got a couple here that I 
I'm just going to interrupt you right now, and I'm going to let our audience know that I have no idea what these questions are at this moment. Michael has not told me, which I'm not in favor of. Yep. But, and I'm I'm a little bit nervous actually. Yes. Yes, I know. If you know Brent, you know that this is not his favorite thing at all, is to be hearing these for the first time live right now. But but we're going to do this. And Brent, I just want to tell you something from the bottom of my heart. Jesus will help you. Mm. That's mm. that's good. Yes. yes. What does that even mean, from the bottom of my heart? I don't even know what that means. I don't know either. But um, It's a thing. It's it, I feel it's like a it's, that's a Christianese thing, or it's something from the South. One it, of those two it things. It feels more like a Hallmark thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe okay. mm-hmm. yeah if you answer these questions wrong that's going to be your punishment you're going to have I'm to a, watch a hallmark christmas movie well i'm going to tell you this right now i'm going to answer these questions from the bottom of my heart <laughs> okay okay here is the first one for you what has been the highlight of 2020 hmm that's an interesting question for me um yeah that there's too many things racing through my head because uh, I there's like how do you pick one highlight right so, so I'm gonna pick one but okay. there's multiple highlights and they're kind of different genres of life but this is the first one okay highlight of my life was highlight, of, hi- highlight of not of my life okay. sorry <laughs> of, of the year goes back to the spring where I was uh, had a dialogue with a man uh, that that I did not know, did not know at all. Uh, your wife knows him and his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, has been uh, cultivating gospel conversations with them. And by the time I talked with him, he was he was ready to hear the gospel, yeah, and uh, and to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So I spent a, a decent amount of time talking with him about what that meant and uh, working through his questions and so on and so forth. And um, and then I led him to Jesus. Yeah. And it was real and beautiful, emotional, really powerful. And uh, we've continued to dialogue. And I'm really looking forward to the day that, uh, that I get to baptize him and... Um, whether I get to do it or somebody else does it, whatever, but that we see him get baptized. And yeah, just that, that's probably mm-hmm. one, toward the top of the list, uh, highlight of 2020 to, yeah. to lead that man to Jesus. Yeah. Now, do you have, do you have any other, um, ministry highlights? That's a massive one to be able to do, especially in a year like this, but, but, um, any other ministry highlights? That you would say for? Do you have one in mind? Are you trying trying to prompt me for something? No, I just you know I wanted you to be able to. I know there's been more than one. Yeah, yeah, this All, year. a lot of stuff going on with the foster church. Right. Uh, even right this day, I met with our staff meeting at two or our staff at two o'clock to get ready for Sunday. Kind of our get ready, make sure we're ready for Sunday meeting. Yep. And I was sharing a couple of wins uh, that I'm sure I'll share in the near future. But there's some really cool stuff happening with foster church right now. And et cetera, et cetera. But okay, so uh, here's another ministry highlight. Uh, in September on Labor Day weekend, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend, you already know this. My left middle finger is still bandaged because I'm still trying to get this infection cleared up from when I cut myself uh, when I was um, quartering that bear up. 
out in the woods, out in the yeah. mountains. Uh, but that was a highlight. Okay. I would say that's kind of a ministry highlight for me <laughs> to get that bear. It was really fun. It was really a great, great hunt with my buddies Ryan and Clint. And Clint got it all on video. So I've got this epic memory as well as I've got it captured on video too. So Clint's putting the movie of it together at some point, kind of a short film. And I'm looking forward to seeing that whole thing. But that was definitely, that was a highlight. That was cool. Yeah. Getting another bear. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Here we go. Next question. This question comes from our friend, Melissa French. Oh yes. Melissa. Um, I got to talk with her. I've got her on my list. I got to talk with her yeah. about some other things. So she's, yeah. she mentioned um, a couple episodes back, you talked about um, some other pastors, uh, teachers. And so she asked, who are the teachers past and present that you find to be the most helpful? So past and present, these are tough questions. So I would go to, um, I would go to, uh, Eugene Peterson, love mm-hmm. his writings, uh, very pastoral, great leader, very much a scholar. Yes. I would go to A.W. Tozer, great stuff, mm. um, as far as a couple of books that he's written that I've read. And um, I really I really do uh, appreciate the ministry of Tim Keller. Um, and then I, I would also lean into, I had some really terrific professors down at Western Seminary. Uh, guys like Todd Miles, Ryan Lister, uh, Gary Brashears. Mm-hmm. These are these are guys, and, and they've got a new podcast now, uh, new from the last year called uh, Food Trucks in Babylon. Yep. And I would give kudos to that uh, podcast. Some great, great stuff. Todd Miles uh, leads that. And, and now, starting this year, Ryan Lister is going to be a part of that podcast. I just read in their, in their latest uh, newsletter. So those are some, those are some of the guys that I would listen to, that I would read uh, on the Christian side of things. I really like Patrick Lencioni's leadership stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that, that's yeah. helpful. But, oh, yeah, here, here's... So I, I do also... One of my, one of my favorite authors um, and Christian leaders uh, presently is Kevin DeYoung. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of Kevin DeYoung's stuff, and he's solid. Jared Wilson... Also, I think right in there um, is really solid stuff. Yeah. How about you? What 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 is one or two guys that you would say? <clears throat> yeah. Well, you actually answered uh, another question that was on our list is some books that you would recommend for Christian Christian living. So I think I'll, I'll let you speak to that greater in in a moment. But you have, um, I'll yeah I'll answer I'll answer that in a moment. But you have given just just to let people know just a wide variety of resources that they can tap into there from from Eugene Peterson who has written many books A.W. Tozer who who has a, 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 a massive collection of books as well Tim Keller who you can just YouTube sermons from so you can digest that content that way he has a ton of books that are on a myriad of different subjects very helpful um, but then also he's got some some daily uh, devotions out there he's got some easily digestible commentaries from some books of the bible that that are really great and then the podcast that uh pastor brent just mentioned the food trucks and babylon podcast these are all different forms of teaching that you can take in that hopefully are different enough to where uh whatever phase of life you're in you can digest um fairly fairly easily um so some of the 
teachers that I find super helpful. Uh, one of them is uh, Matt Chandler for me. It's mm-hmm. a pastor that I that I try to listen to um, on, on a reg- semi regular basis. I would say uh, sermons. I, I, like you said, Brent, I always enjoy uh, Jared Wilson and the things that he has to say. Uh, he's a former pastor. Uh, he teaches at a seminary at this point in his. Uh, life, and we have gone through a book from him together as a church called The Imperfect Disciple. We actually still have copies, so if you're interested in that resource, just uh, let me know, and we'd love to get that book sent out to you. So um, so what, what about that? I know you mentioned some of these guys, and a lot of these guys have a ton of books available on this very broad subject of Christian living. Uh, what would you say uh, are some of the books that you'd recommend on that? Earlier this year, I read a book called The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scazzaro, Scazzaro, or I don't know exactly how to read, say his last name, but uh, The Emotionally Healthy Leader, that's, uh, that's a good book. I, I like, um, and I think we're going to do maybe even a class on this later in the year, The, the, uh, the Meaning of Marriage by mm. Tim, Timothy and Kathy Keller. Yep. That's, uh, that's some really solid stuff. Um, Christian Living, of course, I, I often go back to Love and Respect by Emerson Egerichs. Parenting by the Book, as far as parenting stuff, Parenting by the Book is a is a, a, a good resource. Boundaries for Kids also, hmm. that kind of classic boundary series, I, yep. which I still really like. Uh, that's uh, Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Um, and they wrote another kind of an offshoot of that parenting. I mean, a Boundaries for Kids, that's, that's another series good good uh resource yeah that's a great list and what we'll do is is those couple books that you reference specifically we'll just um put a link to where you can find that on amazon if you're interested in checking those out more fully all right here is here's another question all right this 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 wasn't really a question but it came across in the community group post the idea of old earth versus young earth old earth versus young earth mm-hmm. what's the deal well here's what i want to that know. i want to know if the morrisons actually listen to the podcast or whether they just happen to see the post on facebook that's what i really that's the bigger question here <laughs> nonetheless i guess we'll know after this episode it's a, that's yeah they were joking exactly now we'll know so you guys can send me a text or something to say we listen to the podcast all right so this again this is such a loaded question there are varying scholarly opinions that differ vastly on this the the big the the big answer the big and the obvious answer is i don't know because <laughs> nobody actually knows right there's there is this language which again i pay attention to the language of the bible and we've got a we've got a seven day creation including one day of rest and it is described as and it was evening and it was morning whatever day the first day the second day the third day and there was evening and there was morning which which pretty much defines a 24-hour period of time. So this idea that the days of creation were actually these huge, long, thousands and thousands of years span that God now just describes as a day 
that feels like a that feels like we don't know, so we're going to try to make something up answer. Uh, but the language of the Bible, it seems to be at least describing a 24-hour period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in keeping with that. So so whether or not, and there's, there's, there's other opinions as to, as to whether or not. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That, is that the preamble to creation? Or is that like, okay, the, earth got, the heavens and the earth got created, and then creation began to unfold. So, so that, and that could have been millions of years later uh that's again that's a scholarly debate um is is the earth only only several thousand years old because that's basically the generations listed in the bible or is the earth what appears to be billions of years old because scientifically as much as we can know that's what it appears the age of the earth is because of dating rocks and all of these various things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so, don't know. so here's what I'm, here's what I'm hearing you say. And of course you can always have the ability to correct me if I'm wrong, which I have, I have been wrong in the past. One time I remember years ago. <laughs> a couple months ago, we, we talked about um, how to not be a jerk to the jerks around you. It's a Sunday morning sermon. Oh yeah. We talked about, I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to practice what I preach on that one. I think we all are still. We're hoping maybe we won't have to practice it as much in the near future. That maybe. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we talked about molehill issues and mountain issues, mm-hmm. and so the the manner in which creation took place. Maybe that's the wrong way to say that. The time frame in which it took place is maybe a molehill issue. But the mountain issue is what we read in Genesis 1-1, where mm-hmm. it's in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yep. This this was his doing. Yep. And so it may be more of an object for maybe a friendly discourse than an impassioned stance. Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. That's a good, that's a good, I think that's a smart and pastoral response. A smart response, a generally mature Christian response, and a pastoral response. If it's not clear in the Bible, it's difficult to take an absolute stance on something, to be dogmatic about it. Mm-hmm. And we can be dogmatic about the earth did not evolve into what we see today. God created it, mm-hmm. and he is sustaining it. He's actively participating in his creation. Yeah. God himself is not a deist. Yes. But Explain Deist well, just somebody that know. just some some believe a deist is somebody who believes that yeah, there's a creator, but he basically kind of like uh, did everything and then set it in motion mm-hmm. and then walked away, and it's kind of unfolding uh, however it will because he's not actively participating. Sure. But that's not the revelation of Scripture. Uh, that's not the way God is participating within His creation. He's separate from His creation, but he's actively participating. In his, he's unfolding his plan, his purpose. So, uh, so I think I like your response there, um, because it's not clear. We don't know for sure. I don't think it's just. I, I think it's something worth studying, but then at some point you have to. We have to come to the realization that it, there's no absolute answer, and so being dogmatic about something like that, uh, it's not. I don't. I don't think it's in keeping with wisdom. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, those are, those are my questions. That was um, it. That was, that was it. I'm, I'm all out of questions from, from the people. I mean, I can always ask you questions that are too hard to answer live, but um, we've already <laughs> discovered that's not a good idea. Yeah. So. That's when we push pause and I say, Michael, don't ask me that. <laughs> we, won't, yeah. we won't go over head coverings or anything like that. We'll just, we'll just keep yeah. moving along. Well, we wanted to, to finish our time together this afternoon by talking about something I know everyone is hungry to hear more of, and that's COVID-19 news. So uh, this past week, our governor extended the current restrictions that were supposed to be in place until December 14th. They're now in place until January 4th. Brent, do those affect us as a church in any way? Well, I mean, we are we are part of those restrictions, but they are they didn't change. The dates just got extended, got so it. we will continue as we have been, being uh, extremely careful with uh, what we're doing. But we will continue doing what we've been doing. Awesome, awesome. That's good news. That's extremely good news. Uh, and then, secondly, something that I wanted to ask you is. This Sunday and next Sunday, we're going to be receiving our annual Christmas offering. And usually that will go toward a couple things. What is that Christmas offering going to go towards this year? Yeah, so we're receiving those on the 13th and the 20th of December. It's a it's something that was a pattern that was established before I came to City Point Church, which I really, I, I, liked, I liked. We continued to do it. People are very responsive to this, very generous in this way. And so it's it's a way to strategically invest in... Uh, the kingdom of God and the work of the kingdom locally and globally is that's our typical, uh, you know, what we typically do with that. And so, with our building program uh, yeah, up and running, the design phase uh, of our new building, all of that taking place, we got to continue to to fund that. So, part of the offering will go to the, our new new facility, mm-hmm. which is we're going to be unrolling, un, un, unveiling that plan in 2021 and that's going to be really exciting the second part of the offering will go to the south indian outreach so uh, one of our missionaries uh, tim and carla shamala they run the south indian outreach which Mm -hmm. is a very uh, dynamic ministry uh, of uh, training pastors uh, planting churches they have um, also they have a couple of schools a thousand kids in those schools they all, and, and many other things, but one of the other things is it's called the Open Arms Crisis Center, where they're mm-hmm. rescuing uh, women and children out of sex trafficking and mm-hmm. other abusive relationships or settings. And they're housing them, feeding them, educating them, uh, and, um, and giving them a safe place, a gospel-centered environment, a, a place where they can be loved and cared for properly. And they also... Tr- train them teach them trades so they can so they can earn money for themselves and not have to be vulnerable in that way so it's a holistic awesome ministry and we're going to be helping them expand that so they can continue to reach more and more women and children in that way yes absolutely and this is such in keeping with our our vision um that it's we want to grow the family and we live the gospel with those inside the family we bring the gospel to those outside of the family and so 
this Christmas offering, I believe, covers both those areas. As you look toward building a new uh, facility, ministry takes place in the church building. You talked about this, I believe, last week on the podcast, how we have foster um, biological parents of foster children that are able to visit their children in our church facility. That's a big deal, and um, we want that to continue to happen in the future. And then the idea of not just local missions, but global missions. And this is something that's taking place across the world that we can partner with and support as we continue to act out the vision uh, that God has given to us as a church family. And so it's a great opportunity, wonderful opportunity. It'll take place December 13th and December 20th. There's four different ways that you can give. The first way, probably the easiest way, is through our Church Center app. You just download it on your phone, and you can select Christmas Offering, Give That Way, Super, super easy. Second way is just go online. If you go to our website, www.citypointchurch.com and just click on give, you can also do it that way. And then our last two ways, you can give by mail if you're feeling traditional this Christmas season um, or if you don't have access to to the internet in which you're probably not listening to this podcast. But we want to put it out there nonetheless. Finally, you can always give in person via a giving envelope, either this Sunday or next Sunday. Drop it off in a bucket on your way out of the building. But with that being said, we're really looking forward to seeing you this Sunday with City Point Church as we continue in our Unto Us Christmas series as Pastor Brent is going to be talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. We'll see you this weekend. <music>